0: Welcome to Business Talk Sister Gok. I'm Becca and I'm Ruthie and today we're going to be talking about free education options available to you. You can find these also on our tools and tips page. Um, We are going to have links to those there as well as a little bit of description but we know that you're a busy person so we wanted to put it in an audible file for you to check out later as well if you need those resources. So the first thing we're going to be talking about today is Lynda.com. We really like this resource because it has specific educational programs with a variety of topics that you can learn different skills about. Um, It's really nice, especially if you have a little bit of time to learn a new skill. Maybe you're um, on the road a lot and you want to watch some videos and learn different things, that's a great place to do that. My favorite part about this platform is that it gives you a certificate at the end of completing a training that automatically links with LinkedIn to post on your profile. Uh, I really like that. Linda.com is actually owned by LinkedIn. So that's why it's like seamlessly integrated. Ruthie has some cool things she likes about it too, but I'm going to let her share.
1: Yeah, so um, it's also called LinkedIn Learning on some platforms, but uh, what I like about it is that you can make your own playlist based off the lessons and stuff that they have available on the classes. So I have my SEO playlist. I have a whole playlist about um, Google Sheets and things like that of just learning and sharpening my skills and just um, getting yeah, more information about things that I'm already doing and how I can make them more efficient on a day-to-day basis.
0: Yeah, so... We forgot to mention the best part about lynda.com. If you have a local library subscription or sometimes even through your university or school system, you actually might have a free subscription to this that you don't even know about.
1: So it's definitely worth asking.
0: Yeah. So, um, even for us, our local library, they don't actually have a subscription to it for free. But we know that through the interlibrary loan system and services, you can actually get a library card for a different county in a different area using your local one. Um, So we actually did that for a metropolitan area and um, said, hey, this is our library card. Can we have one of yours through this? And they gave us one for free. Um, And then that allowed us to access all of their online resources. And that county actually has a contract with um, or a subscription for their users to go into lynda.com. We just have to log in through the library's uh, website for their free online resources. Mm -hmm. So definitely check that out. A couple other ones that you should check out within um, the free education aspect is Hoopla and Overdrive are two that a lot of libraries utilize as uh, digital resources because they don't want to build their own digital resource because that would be crazy expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, Ruthie, tell me a little bit about what your experience has been with those ones, if you've had any, and I'll tell you about mine too. So,
1: um, I read one time that The Average Millionaire reads one nonfiction book a month, um, and I I'm not a big reader, but I love audiobooks, so I can be doing things, and Hoopla is my favorite because it has a really easy user interface, Um, and it's very um, quick and easy, and it's really, when you can download things, it doesn't take up a lot of space on your phone, and I like that a lot, so I listen to a lot of audiobooks, um, and they have a really extensive library on that, Um, and then tell us a little bit about Overdrive, Becca.
0: Yeah, so Overdrive is kind of like the clunky cousin of Hoopla. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I really like Overdrive. Because it has a lot of classics, um, I just listened to um, *To Kill a Mockingbird* mm. and what priceless book, by the way. I don't know if you read it in ninth grade, but <laughs> I
1: did read it in ninth grade. Reading it
0: again <laughs> or listening to it was really beneficial to me to be like, "Whoa, this is quality advice." Yeah, so um I really like both of those. If you can get them or either one of those uh to use for free within your library do it Mm -hmm. the one thing i have learned about some library systems who have a subscription to hoopla is that uh they have a set limit of how many um Mm -hmm. checkouts their entire library system can have and Mm -hmm. it resets at like midnight and so sometimes i wait till midnight and then i go in and i check out a book Mm -hmm. (laughs) um either that are really early in the morning before everyone else checked out their movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but within that, you usually have as a user, because it's through the library, you don't have like unlimited access. You have maybe like five downloads a month or something. Yeah, that's um, what Hoopla has. Yeah, Yeah. So think about that as when you're choosing, don't just like pick everything at the same time, but you can definitely put it in your favorites. And then when you have time, pick those out.
1: And it also gives you a deadline of when the book will be returned back to the library which is kind of a good incentive to like listen to the book or they have ebooks and stuff too so yeah. Oh my goodness. A little accountability check.
0: (laughs) Yeah and the nice thing about that is that you don't have to actually go into the library to drop it off. It just Mm -hmm. takes it out of your digital files so easy
1: and the next resource that we are going to talk about is spotify which um hopefully you're familiar with if you're not then google it because it is well worth your time not only is it a platform for music and a wide variety of music to be um which is not you know like that's definitely probably one of the largest libraries of music in the world um probably youtube is bigger but anyway uh they have countless podcasts that are um just, yeah, really, really excellent. I have a lot of them that I listen to, and then you can save them, heart them, and then share them with others. It's really easy. Um, Yeah, so
0: here's the downside of the business aspect. If you're going there to learn specifically about business, a lot of people have podcasts on business that are basically selling you their creative knowledge or consulting Mm -hmm. or a weird product that they made. And there's only like five nuggets of useful information in like a half hour. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the things that I would recommend Listening to them. If you're not learning something relevant to you or a, a business in general, every two minutes, at least, I mean, come on, 30 minute, thirty seconds would be beneficial, too. But if you're not, uh, move on, because it's really not going to get any better. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a ton of business podcasts out there, and most of them are, personally, I feel a waste of my time uh, to listen to. So definitely take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. Uh, your local library... We, we definitely, there's no link to that because reality check, you're going to have to walk there. (laughs) You better drive, right? And spoiler, if you haven't been there, there's a lot of books.
1: And you should go because not only do they have, I think one thing that's really important about the library is not only do they have like written um, resources that you can have and different books and things like that is that they're an incredible resource to the community. Um, And librarians are just really smart. They are some, yeah, I'd never realized how much education you had to have to be a librarian. You have to have like
0: a master's degree to be a librarian. It's ridiculous. I mean, I I personally think they might have a class specifically in shushing. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure, but... up for up for debate shushery (laughs) 101 (laughs) yeah anyways no so basically within that uh what we really like about the local library if you connect with the resource librarian a lot of times they actually have uh, connections and access to statewide systems it's a completely different website um, but what's nice about that I've used it before and it's so cool because you can actually get books from like college libraries sent directly to your local library to pick up so if you're looking for something specific to um, a very niche research area there's a ton of resources actually available that you probably couldn't do um Mm -hmm. on your own so and and you don't have to buy the book like wow
1: and networking is just really good so if you're talking with your librarians chances are they talk to a lot of people in the community so if you have a business that is like primarily needs a community then it's really good to have that
0: network in your library so that they can tell people about your business yeah but they're not gonna let you sell stuff there so don't try it (laughs) okay a local workforce center we really like them because they also get paid by the government to help you for free. Uh, within that, if you're looking for a job or need career counseling, they're a really good resource for this. Because I know there's a ton of like life coaches out there that can help you explore things and most of them make a lot of money because some people don't have moms that do that for free. Um, but <laughs> think about talking to the career force people because they have a lot of resources and personality tests and stuff you can actually take for free Mm -hmm. through their location and um, when you first go there you might realize that they're not super enthusiastic and they might say check out our website and if you've already been to their website you can say I already did and that's why I'm here um, no specific questions that you want to ask like mm-hmm. um, I am looking for personality tests so I can figure out what I want to do with my life or and that will
1: be a better use of your time for both of you for the person that you're talking to and for yourself because you can get in find the information that you're looking for because you already know what you're looking for and then do what, the, what you need to do with the rest of the day
0: yeah and if you're looking for a job bring your resume in Mm -hmm. have it ready to go and say this is what my skills are what do you guys know is available because a lot of times they actually know a lot more business owners that are looking for someone than they have listed with an actual opening and they'll keep you in mind for the future so if they do find someone that's looking for something specific they can say i know just the person and i have their resume hot dog right (laughs) okay so another place we love is mit free coursework you should look at this link on our website. Um, This is a gem that one of my friends who's uh, currently pursuing master's degree in economics sent me. She loves this. She actually did a micro degree program through MIT and um, MIT has a lot of their lectures for free online and you can learn so much about so many different topics. So check that out because it's basically like getting college education without having to pay the fee to learn all of this really cool stuff. Spoiler though, some of it is really hard because these people are really smart. So Mm -hmm. if you're taking like a stats class and you listen to those lectures, you might be a little bit lost if you don't have any pre-training on statistics. So Mm -hmm. Udacity is another one that I personally really like, um, you can learn how to code, uh, Python, uh, interesting, C, C++ or CSS. Um, basically within that, like there's so many different things you can learn uh, from them. They have a lot of free courses. They have a lot of paid courses, but they have a ton of um, functionality for you to test out your skills with in the digital world especially. So if you want to learn any coding, this is a place to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Their homework segments are intense, but they're good because they're actually legitimately hard, but good things to push you in testing out your knowledge. Mm -hmm. Um, I have taken a class through them before and I've been very thoroughly impressed by uh, the ability to do a lot of this learning on my own, but also apply what they're teaching. Mm
1: And basically anytime that you have an opportunity to learn more about the online world of marketing, you really should do that because it will benefit not only your website, but it can help you um, with helping other people as well, because I know that that is definitely a skill that is lacking in the workforce today, especially in small business owners. You ask them about their website. And a lot of times they, they were like, well, someone made it for us, but I have no idea how to log in. So our hours have been wrong for two years. And it's like, Oh, okay. But so it's just, it's really valuable to be able to learn, um, just kind of the basics of how your website works and how to code and things like that
0: yeah and within that though i would just be a little bit careful how much you flaunt that Mm -hmm. um, especially in a job interview (laughs) because uh if if, you have a basic
1: understanding of how to code and you say i know how to code then they're going to expect you to know how to code like be really good
0: (laughs) yes but also too you could get stuck doing if you don't like it Don't say that you know how to do it (laughs) it, because you could get stuck doing a whole lot of stuff you don't enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a really good place to test out those skills or learn different things about um, different areas because they have tons of resources in there and test out if it's even something you want to do in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, Finally, within our free education section, we have YouTube. Uh, Spoiler, you've probably heard of it before. (laughs) Uh, We really like YouTube because, oh my goodness... You can learn pretty much anything you Mm -hmm. want from YouTube for do-it-yourself. I use this all the time to get multiple different contractors' opinions about how I should install something before I do it, Mm -hmm. Um, and by I, I actually mean we because my husband totally is really into doing everything for cheaper. So he's definitely a resource in that and but we do it together so it's not like i'm just like here's a bunch of youtube videos figured out (laughs) um i look at a lot of them and we we figure things out i've learned so many skills from youtube so check that out um the next category of things we're going to talk about is free research tools you guys you have no idea what is available on the internet. Okay, so Moz Keyword Explorer is one that we really like for search engine optimization. If you're looking at building, say a website and you wanna know, hey, what are my other people who are similar businesses? What are they putting in their keywords? What are they doing for their customers? You can actually creep on other people's websites by plugging it in and seeing what kind of keywords they're ranking for or um, similar things that you should be looking at in the future, expanding your business to, um, what are people seeing as a difficulty? So because maybe there's a lot of people ranking for that, how difficult is it to um, put that in your website and show up and be found on Google? Mm
1: -hmm. Basically, it just tells you what users are searching to get to your competitor's website or people like your business, their website.
0: Yeah, you can also specifically search for just keywords that you want to see the monthly volume of searches on. Within this, it's free to use if you create an account. Uh, I think you only get like 10 searches a month, though, so use them wisely if you're really serious about getting this stuff. Um, I mean, obviously, you can use a paid account too, but I mean, we're cheap, so. Okay. Answer the public is the next one that I really like, especially if you're wondering what questions people are asking mm-hmm. about a specific service or product. When you type it in. It'll give you this really cool weird spiderweb graph of all these questions associated with the word that you put in. Mm -hmm. It's really awesome because you can figure out what what people want to know. This is really great for writing your frequently asked questions page, writing blogs, doing Facebook lives, answering your questions to your customers, um, and understanding how they think about what you offer. Mm -hmm. So it's a really great place to check that out.
1: And the free version of that when you type in say like um We'll say plumbing i don't know so when you type in plumbing it'll like create a whole bunch of questions that people are actually typing in to the what like on google and things and then questions about plumbing so but the free version it pulls search queries from england so if you want the paid version that actually pulls information like from what people in america are actually searching but actually you'll find we i've had the paid version before and they're pretty similar from um the results. Yeah, the results are pretty similar from the people US and England. Yep.
0: I mean, but be, be kind of specific about what you're searching because if you just put in plumbing, yeah. it's going to be like, <laughs> how much does plumbing cost? I mean, that's like too broad, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Try so to be really, specific. Yeah, think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing I really like for creeping on things is hunter.io. Um, the free version of this, I think you can get 50 searches. And within that, if you could take a domain name and you plug it in, it'll give you every email address on the web associated with that domain name. So, like info at com. That's mm-hmm. our email handle when when you would search our website it would show up with the two emails associated with our website right and
1: what's nice about that is say that you are trying to connect with a business that's really big or something like that and you want to know all the people who have the um the domain name of let's say i don't know like aldi or something like that so then you would search that and then it would just show you all like you can get people's emails address who are ceos and things like that like it just gives you um a whole list of email addresses to the people that belong to that uh,
0: um what am i trying to say website domain name yeah except for specifically from personal experience with aldi they're like still on the 90s processing systems (laughs) they still get faxes so i don't even think you could probably find any emails for them (laughs) maybe best buy (laughs) okay (laughs) yeah so anyways uh within within that though i do want to make a caveat of um what you're searching if you use those email addresses to contact people you need to be very very versed on what is legal and what is illegal to contact them about. And it is worth researching that topic of what's yeah. legal and what's not. Basically search unsolicited email lawsuits and you're going to figure out, oh yeah, like I totally added all these people to a campaign and they did not subscribe. Mm -hmm. And so therefore you're going to, you could get like, I think it's like the offense is around $50 a person Mm -hmm. or something like that. So it's, it's a pretty serious thing. Um, And a lot
1: of that came about because of the GDPR, which is Global Data Protection Regulation. So if you're interested in that, you should Google it and try to learn more about what the GDPR is.
0: Yeah. Thank you, European Union. Mm -hmm. We now have that (laughs) in the United States. (laughs) Okay, so the next thing we're going to talk about is Google Trends. We like this because you can put a keyword in and it shows you the search volume with major spikes. This is a really great place to find cyclical patterns, especially if you're going to do a product. Uh, You can see when is the most common time people are searching for this product on the Internet. Um, Like, for example, the one that I put in there was TITAC, and there's a huge spike um, in this cyclically... Uh, if you look at the five-year pattern between November and December because people are trying to look nice for the holidays, I would assume it doesn't tell you that, but you can make those assumptions based on what the patterns are. Mm-hmm. So really cool place to um, figure out what what's the right term to use or are people looking for that? And when should you be selling something? Strike while the iron is hot, right? Okay, so um, US Census Bureau, this is completely underutilized. Uh, I think it's a really good place to build information about a target market. So if you are going to start a physical location, say you're going to start like a boutique or um, even like a small little um, business within your house and you're going to sell locally, you really need to know who is your target market of people who are going to be interested in this. What is the size? of um, the people group that you're looking to hit and where do they live. You can look at Census Bureau information to see what's the average income of your city or county, how many average children do people have, where they live, what's the housing cost. Um, All of that stuff is really important to knowing what is your price point gonna be for selling these products Uh, because you gotta be able to price it for what people can afford, either that or get really niche in, in Um, put a lot of hype into your brand to make it um, desirable as more expensive, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Exploding Topics is another place we really like. We're going to really try to wrap this up for you. Um, We like this because it shows you new fads on the rise, keywords that are happening in the world, what people are concerned about, and new products coming out. Jungle Scout is the last one that we like because if you are ever into Amazon and seeing what's going for sale on Amazon, um, you can actually see this number of movement, like what's what's the sales category number, product ranking number, and then within that you plug it into this Jungle Scout uh, estimator and it tells you approximately how many units of that product are moving monthly. Mm-hmm. So that can be a good decision maker of whether you should invest in it if you ever want to sell on Amazon. Okay, so the gawk part of what we do on our show is today we're going to tell you a story about. The one time we made a bad business investment with the seven siblings of our family.
1: Um, It wasn't really a business investment per se. We all decided to pool our money to buy a moped out of a really sketchy farmer's market. And um, what ended up happening is we all pooled our money to buy this like $90 moped. We got it home and my older brother who was about 14 at the time jumped on top of it and said, you have to be 14 to
0: ride and scootered his way into the distance and we were never able to drive it. Yeah. And then... He tried to charge it, and back then, you know, when you didn't, like, wait till the battery drain to recharge it, it just ruined the charging capability. So and it
1: broke, and so then we tried to take it back to said farmer's market, and the people who are selling it
0: never showed up ever again. <laughs> so, moral of the story, know who to pool your money with and get it in writing. Yeah, and don't <laughs> buy a moped from a sketchy farmer's market. That was a poor Thanks time. for joining us. We'll see you next week.